Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new unsettling stories taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. This story isn't so much creepy, just absolutely terrifying. This happened when I was 18 or 19 years old, and living on my own for the very first time. As a freshman in college, our days consisted of going to class in the mornings, then getting Chipotle, then going back to the apartment, and smoking weed for the rest of the day or night. Nearly every single day was like that. Actually, no, not nearly. That was exactly what we did every single day. Me and my roommate, let's call him James, had a close friend from high school who'd stay with us pretty often. Let's call him Tyler. Tyler would come over to smoke at our apartment regularly since we had a safe place to do so and this was away from his parents' house where he was living at the time. One night, Tyler was over and we were smoking per usual and decided to go on a walk around the apartment complex. It wasn't late at all, maybe 8pm. As we were walking, a pair of guys who looked to be a little bit older than us approached and asked us if we had any weed. James, who was the dullard of our group, immediately said something along the lines of, Yeah, we can get you some. Tyler and I were already in the process of saying no when he blurted that out to them, as we lived in a state where you actually had to be really careful about having weed. Next thing we know, James has invited the two randos into our apartment to smoke with us, despite our discontent with the situation. Remember, we're 18 and 19 at the time, high, and overall just stupid as hell. So the two guys come into our apartment, we smoke, and the whole time, they're just being really weird. One of the guys keeps making jokes that he's an undercover cop, saying stuff like, notice how I'm not inhaling all the way? Undercover cops can smoke weed, so long as they don't inhale, then it's fine. Now, in retrospect, these guys were just a little older than us, and were totally with us by saying stuff like that, but it freaked both Tyler and myself out. So much so, that after the two guys left, we insisted on going and hiding our bags of weed before the inevitable police raid rained down on us. Disclaimer, 
I know we were stupid for actually thinking that they were cops, but we didn't know any better at the time. We were paranoid, and all we could think about was the possibility of getting a misdemeanor weed conviction, which carried a $1,000 fine and one-year probation. Well, let me just say, those two guys do not end up being the creepy part of this encounter. Tyler and I, in a state of weed-induced paranoia, decided to go hide our backpack full of weed in the woods outside of the apartment complex until we could confirm that our apartment would not be raided. By this point, it's probably about 1.30 a.m. So, we set off on our journey into the woods, hide the weed, and identify a few landmarks to ensure that we can find it again, because God forbid we lose that ounce of weed. We feel a lot better after hiding the evidence and set back off towards the apartment. We re-enter the complex and are walking along content with ourselves, back towards my unit. As we're rounding the corner to my building, I hear the swishy sound of athletic pant legs sweeping together, as if somebody's running up behind us. Before we can even turn around, we hear a deep voice yell from behind, Get on the ground. I turn around long enough to see a masked man pointing a pistol right at us. We both immediately hit the deck, as he screams at us to give him all of our money. We were 18-year-olds and weren't exactly carrying large amounts of cash on us. We emptied our pockets, but all we had were our cell phones and empty wallets. The man became increasingly angry and told us to get up, but to stay facing away from him. Now, this was obviously already a scary situation, but this is when it got extremely terrifying for the both of us. Just a couple of days before this, two teens had been brutally murdered in our area in the same fashion, forced to face away from their killer and ultimately shot execution style in cold blood. And they hadn't caught the guy yet. It was all either of us could think about in that moment, as it was a highly publicized crime that everyone in our area had heard about. I know I'm totally putting my general location out there right now, but I know people are going to want to know what case I'm referring to. Plus, neither of us live in that area or even that state anymore. So Google Jeffrey Hazelwood murders for more context. The happy ending to our story? The guy proceeds to instruct us to walk. He walks behind us all the way to the exit of the apartment complex. And as we exited, we heard the sound of running again, but this time away from us. We slowly turn around and realize that he's gone, but we were still so freaked out that we kept walking and called a friend to come pick us up from a nearby Waffle House. To this day, I'm so glad that only psychological rather than physical harm was dealt to us on that night. Oh, and by the way, we went back to the woods first thing the next morning and picked up the backpack in order to continue our era of stoner degeneracy. So I, a 23-year-old male, am a broke college student, and I thought I could start a handyman business to make a little money while I'm in school. I posted an ad on Craigslist advertising my skills, my fix-it slash construction-related skills. Anyhow, I quickly get a message from a guy who wants me to fix his cash register and stereo. I drive over to the address he provided and fix the cash register fairly easily. 
Turned out, it was just a broken spring, so no biggie there. But while I'm in his presence, he wants me to help him to rewind a VHS tape. First red flag there, because who still uses a VCR anyway? But as he explained the situation, it didn't seem like this was going to be a major thing either, because his direct quote was, I can't see the rewind button. After strolling up to the machine and looking it over for less than two seconds, I locate the button that he's needing and press it in. I push the button with two back arrows on it, and I'm more than just a little shocked when the video plays on the TV in reverse. It happens to be some guy-on-guy -guy vintage porn. I try not to make the guy feel any kind of way. I figured it was just an accident, and I'm not here to judge anyway. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. I chatted with the guy for a few minutes and said I would take the stereo home to see if I could fix it. So I got paid for the cash register and left. But the moment I got home, I checked my email and found this message. Hope you weren't insulted by the film I turned on. I'd forgotten I even had it, as I threw my whole library from our video store away. I really get turned on by large morning wood like that. Anyhow, feel free to come over anytime. I think I can make it worth your while. That message followed by this one. I'm really anxious to see you again. Whenever you want to come over, late afternoons or around this time are always good for me. Discreet and $40 for maybe 20 minutes or so of your time. The next message, I would really like to treat you to a very special skill of mine. No reciprocation and you won't be sorry. When I didn't respond to any of the previous messages, I get one that simply says, Interested? At this point, I wasn't sure what to respond with. Like, I've got to return the stereo too, but I'm not going to even try and fix it. Who knows what I'll find if I even open that thing up. I'm so glad I used my Google Voice number, but I'm very sorry that I had told him where I lived when I first introduced myself. 
I decided then to park my car far away from my dorm. The dorm itself is a converted motel. I told my girlfriend about what was going on. She just thought it was funny and said, now you know why I don't like going outside at night. After devising a plan, I drove over to his house early in the morning, dropped off the stereo without any contact, and sprinted back to my car before hightailing it out of there. Once far, far away from his spot, I responded to his messages with this. Hi, my bad, I wasn't aware of what you were getting at with your previous question. However, I'm going to stick with the services I posted in the ad, and nothing further. I returned the radio to your garage, and I don't wish to do any further business with you. Best of luck to you in all of your pursuits. While I effectively ended any business relationship with my actions and message, I still get the odd message every now and again from a random number that says, Are you ready to hang out yet? While I can't be sure, I know it's him. And no, definitely not ready to hang out, bro. This happened to me when I was just 13. For a little background that led to this, I had just switched to a new school that was further away from home. And now instead of just taking one bus, I had to take a bus, a train, and then another bus to get there. With my now longer commute, I had to leave my house around 6.45 a.m. if I wanted to get to first period at 8.30 a.m. For the most part, I was never worried about safety since public transit was busy in the morning. As I got off the train, I had to cross a big bridge in order to reach the area with the different bus routes. There were three major ones, but it didn't matter which one I got on, as they all passed the school before breaking off into separate directions. So one morning, as I was waiting for one of the buses to show up, this random construction worker, also waiting for a bus, started talking to me. He looked to be in his mid-thirties. I didn't think much of it, as I was easy to have a conversation with. I started seeing him more frequently at the bus stop, and I began to find it a bit strange because he would always compliment me. He'd say I had a cool bag or a nice jacket at first, but he never said anything to explicitly raise any red flags. Things started to get weird pretty quickly, though, and he would start complimenting me on my features, saying that I had pretty eyes or a cute smile. I was beginning to get a bit uncomfortable, but again, I brushed it off and chose to start avoiding him to the best of my abilities. I never thought too much of my own safety, as there were always people around, and I had a cell phone in case I had to call my parents or the police. I didn't see the guy for a few days, so I began to think I was in the clear and started to forget all about him. But that's when things really began to escalate. I was sitting by myself with my earbuds in when suddenly someone tapped my shoulder and sat down beside me. It was the guy, and now he's talking to me like we're old friends. I was really uncomfortable, did my best to try to dismiss him, and went to walk away to the other side of the bus area. But that's when he said something that really caught me off guard. He just casually turns to me like it's nothing and says, What would you do if I tied you up? And never let you go. I was genuinely shocked. I got up from the bench and started walking away. But he too got up 
and started to follow behind me. That's when two buses pulled in. He of course followed me onto the bus that I chose, but I wasn't having any of that. So I got right off and hopped onto the second one. If he followed me on again, I was going to tell the bus driver I needed help. But thankfully, it didn't come to that. I was so damn confused. I went to school, and the first thing I did was tell my friends what happened. I really didn't understand the severity of the situation at first because, because not only was I 13 years old, but I'm a guy. I didn't think these things happened to guys. As I was telling the story, I was kind of downplaying it because nothing bad had actually happened in my eyes, and there were no real repercussions. Everyone gave me the same dumbfounded stare, as no one knew what to say. Then, one of the teachers overheard me, which I'm not surprised about. I was a loud kid. And in a look of shock, that teacher brought me to the principal's office. So I missed the entirety of first period that day, explaining what happened to the principal and to a police officer. They informed my parents, who at first were really confused on why I didn't mention anything about the weird guy before. I was driven to school the next few days until a police officer came over to talk to me and my parents. He said that they found the guy on the transit cameras and were able to track him down and talk to him. There wasn't too much the officer could do aside from telling him to stay away from me, since the guy technically didn't do anything illegal. The officer did tell me that they would be monitoring the train station around that time as well, and that if the guy ever approached or talked to me again, to call 911 directly. I saw the guy like two or three more times after, but he never spoke to me or even looked at me, which I'm truly thankful for. I'm just glad nothing major came from it. But this event definitely played a part in me being more aware in public from then on. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, some of our bottles can be remade in a whole new way, using 100% recycled plastic. New bottles using no new plastic, except the caps and labels. Learn more at madetoberemade.org.